what it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 55 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, my favorite sack of shit, Connor McDuff. Just kidding, Connor McDuff! That's, that's very modest. Very modest of you, that. I was, I was actually yeah, impressed. That. And then you ruined what it. What am I, an animal? Jesus. <laughs> Connor, 55 episodes. I know. We're, we're moving up in the world. We're, st- we're still doing it. God knows why. Nobody really questions it anymore. It's more just... It's like a... <laughs> It's like a fungus. A fungus. <laughs> you just like can't. You can't get rid of us. Um, can't just. F- yeah, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> just accept it. It's funny. Um, Enjoy it. I'm finding like, it's just sort of going by a lot quicker now. Like we we had our our fiftieth episode five weeks ago. Now we had our yeah, that's so fifty two episodes hitting the year mark. What three episodes ago now? It's funny when we first started this out, like a year ago, we probably would have been reviewing The Equalizer, so we'd be on to our third review, and yeah, something like that. And we would we were making like big deals out of getting to like five and ten. <laughs> we made a huge deal about getting to ten. Yeah, yeah I remember. And now it's just like, uh, you know, a year was big, but it's kind of like fifty-five. It feels like you know, fifty doesn't feel that long ago. Whereas when we did when we did episode five. It was like, fuck, it feels like we've been doing this for ages, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We, yeah, we, you're not wrong. You're not now wrong. Now we really have been doing it for ages, and it's been great. We like to like put it out to the to the listeners every now and then and give them the, the chance to make the choice on what we watch yeah. this week. And, um, and we really appreciate it every fucking time. Yeah, it's good. And, and because that way we know that we're, we're reviewing the movie that people actually want to hear us fucking yabber on about. So this, this week, we had two choices. There was the new... M. Night Shyamalan uh, thriller The Visit, which we spoke about a little bit ago on the podcast, and also the new Peter Pan um, incarnation, like pre prequel, prequel to Peter Pan. Was that what we were saying? It was? Yeah, that's what it is. It's sort of yeah, Hooks, Hooks, fucking um, a good guy. Yeah, Hooks a good guy, and it's his sort of like origin story. Uh, that was Pan. Um, but I wouldn't know what that's about because we didn't go see that. We went and saw The Visit, thanks to. The listeners. Go fuck yourselves. Every fucking person who voted for The Visit, every single one of you motherfuckers didn't vote for it because you wanted to, like, know what the movie's like. You wanted to fucking... You wanted me to shit myself. You wanted to me to be in pain. Eat shit. It's true. All of it's you. It's very true. I fucking saw all the comments. I see all the comments, <laughs> you dickheads. Yeah, just about every single one, except maybe a few, but very. it was, it was very common to see I would... Like to hear you talk about the visit because Conan needs to harden up, or Conan, I want to hear him shit his pants, or something along those lines. I did. Fuck. I did have a chuckle because, of course, the visit was my pick. I really wanted to see it, being the M Night Shyamalan fan. Um, but <laughs> Conan definitely did it, and he was like, "Man, can we not see this? And can we leave it up to the uh, to the listeners?" And I, um, I, I, I knew as soon as you said it, as soon as you said you didn't want to see it. That our lovely listeners would do anything to make you see it. <laughs> Fucking pissed. <laughs> it was fantastic. God damn it. Um, so we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. For now, I, I want to talk about a little show that I actually just discovered um, on Stan. Yeah. Um, it's not very. It's not very often we talk about Stan. Um, have you got Stan by any chance? No, I don't. You're just, what is you're it? just Netflix. 
Is it just is it just a Netflix sort of clone? Yeah, it's basically Netflix. But I'm actually starting to dig Stan a little bit more than Netflix at the moment. They've got more of like the shit that I like to watch. There's a lot of horror on there. They've got they've probably got like more movies that are like a bigger variety of movies than Netflix does, at least in the Australian version of Netflix. They've got the old Poltergeist movies on there. They've got like a lot of like I think they have Reanimator on there like a lot of old horror shit that I'm like you know that I want to watch um so it's cool because I don't have to go out and buy that shit I can just get it all in this pack on it's like, Stan yeah it's it's basically it's the same as um the same as Netflix I think it's like 10 yeah. bucks a month sort of thing um but there's they've they've started um releasing a few like you know first on Stan um TV shows which you know I think they're you know trying to get that that up on Netflix, which I don't think will ever happen because Netflix is too much of a giant, but it's they're trying their best. And um, there's this one one TV show that's that's um, stood stood out to me actually a lot lately, and it's called Selfie, and it's about a girl who is you know like a lot of people in this day and age, and is just her entire like being is social media. Like in real life, she doesn't have any friends, but on Twitter and you know fucking Facebook, she's got hundreds and thousands of friends and followers and all that sort of thing and she's apparently like this a kind of like a um a social media celebrity of sorts um but then something really bad happens to her at the start of the the series like she just has like a really embarrassing moment and gets food poisoning and all this sort of thing and she right. tries to call some people like you know people who in the real world you know can you come over and help me I'm a bit sick like I need I need I need someone but nobody comes they all just sort of like you know, laugh at her like, lol, 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 yeah. or oh, you're so funny or something like that. And it's just like, and she just realizes, fuck, I need to sort my shit out. And she works for, um, uh, she's like a sales exec or something at like a medical um, business where they like sell nasal sprays and, and the stuff like that. They had something really bad go wrong with one of their nasal sprays where people were getting infected and whatever. And they have this mad like marketing genius come in and he, um, you know, basically gave gave the the business a facelift and she's like well fuck this guy can you know give me a better image so she basically hires like a marketing guy to give Jesus. her like a proper image in real life and actually the guy who um i can't remember his, his fucking name um the actor's name but he's the dude who plays harold and harold and kumar yeah yeah yeah, yeah right right yeah yeah, you know that guy. Um and he's he's really funny and he um he's like the complete opposite of her. So he's like, you know, uh not on so he's not on Facebook and he's not interested in social media. He likes to, you know, have the the personal sort of connection with somebody. And so she sort of says, "Okay, well you, you need to meet people through like through social media as well." So they kind of help each other out to so sort of meet halfway. And it's quite funny, actually. I've been, um, I, I watched one episode the other day, and I, it's one of those, you know, twenty minute, um, twenty minute an episode sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like an easy watch. Um, it's quite funny, and um, I, and I, and I think that it's, it's really, um, it speaks to today's audience. So, but like, you know, how many of us are just sort of attached to our phone all the time? And it's like, fuck, we need to just look up once in a while. Like, it's, it's. It's an interesting little social commentary that it's got going with it as well. So um, I dig it. it. Sounds good. What's it called? Uh, it's called Selfie. Selfie. First, let me take a selfie. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, Shit. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I don't know if too many people would know. I'd never heard of it before. Um, and just the fact that it's got um, you know Harold in it is enough for me to be like, oh, this this will yeah, probably be good. Um, uh so if anyone out there's got Stan, 
check it out. It's it's on there. It's every single episode of the first season. So get on it. I'm really happy what's happening with like Stan and there's another one as well coming out. Yeah, Presto. Fetch TV or something as well. It's all like kind of, I don't know. They all seem like, like to be honest, while competition for Netflix um, is just, it seems a bit, a lot of just a lot more capitalism. At the same time, what it means is that the industry as a whole is slowly beginning to change, especially with distribution, which is awesome for content yeah. creators because the fear is like, holy fuck, yeah, Netflix is really convenient for the for the viewer, but like as a content creator, how the fuck, how the fuck am I going to make money? Like Netflix can just buy me for fuck all if they run the market, and then I've got like nothing i'm not going to be making anything and you know mm. there was a huge fear fear and and everything but now that there's these other clones coming out what it means is that people are like there will be there'll be a lot of money being thrown back into it you know like oh come with us please please let us yeah buy you or you know that sort of thing going yeah. to different networks that's really cool that's that's a really sort of um good thing for content creators and while i mean like for viewers it creates that feeling of fucking hell i have to buy i've paid ten dollars a month to watch this show and then another ten dollars a month to watch this show but the other thing is uh, it, it's still going to be cheaper than what we're paying now and oh fucking hell like it's Fox like Tell. you know foxtel is outrageous and you know just the fact like you could have all three of the big ones at the moment yep. which are netflix stan and presto, presto for 30 bucks a month just about like around that 35 bucks at the most like that's fucking awesome mm. <laughs> like that's so much content like even uh, even just going between stan and and netflix like you know i i go i go over and watch brooklyn 99 on fucking netflix and then come over and watch selfie on stan so it's like it's sweet it's and it's all on my on my apple tv as well so it's convenient for me i can just it's all just within a click it is really good and i think they needed the competition like netflix can't just have it but saying that stan was here before netflix yeah. um and stan has some pretty big shows like they had better call saul and Shit. they've got breaking bad and they've got um you know, I think Stan um, speaks to people who, who like older content as a lot as well. Like, they've got every single episode of Friends on there. They've got fucking Dawson's Creek. They've got fucking, you know, like like I was talking about all the older films. Like, I, like I go on Stan and, you know, I'll be looking up something that, you know, I've been meaning to watch for ages. And, yeah, I could get it on iTunes and I could pay five bucks to fucking, you know, hire it. Or I can go to Stan and it probably has it. And I'm paying ten bucks a month for that, so it's like, fuck. Yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying. I'm actually starting to think that I I, I watch more shit on Stan than I do on Netflix at the moment. So that's that's an interesting thing. Speaking of things we've seen, I saw Cesario or Sicario. Oh, is it good? Um, I'm so keen. Yeah. For it. So if anyone out there doesn't know what it's about, Sicario is about the the war on drugs between America and Mexico, and it follows an FBI agent who volunteers to be a part of like the big. This, this task force that's taking it on, um, like the big, a big aspect of it. Um, and it's, it's not an action film, it's a drama with action. Um, it's more of a thriller, if anything, but it's fucking great. The script is excellent. Um, and it does really well, and it's quite intense. And by the end of it, you're just like, fuck. Like, it's a very... I think it, I think it shows a very realistic representation of the war on drugs, and it puts the spin on it that nobody's the good guy by the end, um, which is very much what it... What, it, the war on drugs is it's not this fucking the the dea doing a really great thing it's actually this really fucked up situation and and this really shows that and it does it in a really cool way with really good characters and some great writing my only 
um, qualm. Is it qualm? Qualm, yeah, I guess. My only, I don't know. My only issue with it is that it's quite long. It feels lengthy. Um, it feels a bit dragged out uh, at times. But Roger Deakins is the cinematographer, so it looks fucking excellent. Um, and is it Roger Deakins? It is Roger Deakins. Yeah, Roger Deakins. Yeah. yeah, the big dog. It looked it looked excellent, and like the action in it is great. The sound design's fantastic. You're on the edge of your seat almost the whole way through it. You can't trust anyone. Excellent. Four out of five. Yeah, awesome. I'm um I'm I was really keen for it, and I actually did consider uh, reviewing that one, but. I I wasn't sure if too many people were aware of it to be honest because it sort of snuck up as well. But it um, it's from the director of Prisoners, um, Den- Dennis Villeneuve or that that French bastard who did Prisoners, which was a fucking fantastic film, and it looks yeah. like it looks like Prisoners to me, like the the style and and tone of it. So I, if it's anything along the same lines, I'll fucking love it because Prisoners was one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen years. Prisoners, so... Oh, you um, need... If you like this, yeah. I, I think you'll really, really like um, Prisoners. It's fucking crazy good. Um, but I've, I've only heard good things about Sicario as well, so um, everybody seems to like it, um, you know, from, from film buffs to just regular film goers. Who <laughs> it, won, it won at the, the Cannes Film Festival. It won Best Picture, didn't it? Oh, did it? Um, it no, I didn't so- know. It won something. It won something big at Calm. Um, so now it's getting a theatrical release, I believe. Um, but it's fucking, it was solid. It was really yeah, good. Cool. Josh Brolin's in it. Uh, Benicio, I think it's Benicio Del Toro. Del Toro and uh, Emily Blunt. His, his best, probably his best performance I've ever seen. Ooh. Um, it's, he's fucking frightening. Like, like, and it's not like, like one dimensional, like two dimensional, like just you sit there and you're like, oh, what a, like he's a scary character. Like, you go through stages with this guy where you're like, what the fuck? Like, what are you? Like, what are you? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, Josh Brolin's fucking amazing in it as well. Like, he's just on point with his performance. He was full on. As Everyone in this film kind of delivers um, a really good performance. And you buy um, Emily Blunt, you kind of feel for a lot as well. Um, I love Emily just, Blunt. She's one of my favorite actresses. She's excellent. Um, and she... In it, she gives a performance. You just feel bad for her and just, oh, yeah. Go go see it, please. Please go see it. Yeah. For I will when I finally get some time. I, um, it was, it was sort of, you know, we were sitting there in, in line. I was like, yeah, I really wanted to see The Visit. I was actually going to try and see Sicario, then go see The Visit after it. Because, um, you know, this, this week we had three big movies come out. Sicario was one of them, and then and then Pan as well. So I was like, "Fuck!" But speaking of um, the complete opposite of movies that you know win at Khan, um, <laughs> I want to talk about Vin Diesel's new movie, Last Witch um, the, yeah, The Last Witch Hunter. I saw a trailer for that before the visit, um, and I feel like have I didn't really know anything about this movie. Mate, I se- I literally watched the trailer just before I've you told me that we were previewing it, and I've just seen it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, it looks yeah. it looks like a popcorn flick, and I'm kind of excited for it. It doesn't look like a bad popcorn flick either. It looks like it's going to be perfectly in the middle. It doesn't look like Jupiter Ascending is pretty much what I'm saying. Um, uh, <laughs> well, see, that's I, that. I, 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 now that you say that, that frightens me because it it reminds me of the way I felt about Jupiter oh, Ascending really? <laughs> before seeing it. <laughs> I mean, like already you've got you've got a film that at least doesn't look like Jupiter Ascending. Like the, the, well, that's true. the CGI yeah, looks decent. That's absolutely true. You know? It did. Some of the CGI is some probably some of the best I've seen 
in a while, actually. Um, there's that big fucking spider thing coming. So what, what, um, what I'm getting from it is that he is, um, he can't die. He's fucking immortal. He's been around for centuries, mm. apparently. Um, there's a, a few witch covens in New York that are trying to unleash a plague to kill humanity. Is that right? I have no fucking idea, to be honest. I just know he's immortal and he's going to kill some people. Which I feel like yeah, is all well, I need he's, to know. he's obviously hunting some sort of witch thing. And yeah. then there's that, that chick from Game of Thrones yeah. who is uh, a dreamwalker of sorts. and can So he's throughout the film, he's going between a dream world and our world, which is, is a cool concept. I, like, I always like that sort of idea. It takes me back to Nightmare on Elm Street and, and the likes. Um, but um, I got a very um, Constantine vibe off this. Have you, did you ever see that film? Nah, nah. Like, that was basically, you know, Constantine, he, he is a sort of in-between of angels and devils. And Witchcraft he, and, like, angels and demons just never, as a kid and growing up, never really tickled my fancy. So, I never really saw, I never saw, like, what is it, um, like, fucking uh, the vampire one after, Blade? Well, I don't know. No, not oh, Blade. Underworld. Underworld. Never saw yeah, I got, film. I got a very Underworld vibe from this as well. Yeah. It seems like um it there was um I I think they did Underworld but the the um production company Screen Gems I think they're done by Sony they did like um you know the Resident Evil films yeah and I'm fairly sure they did Underworld I'm not sure but like you know it was around that time there was all these like super stylistic action films with you know with, like Blade underworld um resident evil where you know there's like a uh a protagonist who's fucking kick ass yeah doing some fucking sweet stunts to take down supernatural beings yeah that's what it looks like to be honest it just looks like a popcorn flick it just looks really basic um which is which, cool. yeah, like like at the time like i you know i've always i like the idea of all those but a lot of those films have have not been up to what i would hope they would be yeah. Um, like I've always liked the Resident Evil films, but they, there's always something sort of holding them back from being brilliant. Like they're, they're exactly, exactly that, just like the epitome of popcorn flick. You just go in, you watch a chick just fuck up some zombies and you have a good time. Um, and I'm feeling this, this has a little bit of that, but it also seems to have a little bit of substance behind it as, oh, behind it as well in terms of like, yeah. you know, like it's a cool world. I like the idea of jumping between between worlds my fear is that it's just gonna it's gonna try too hard with that yeah i'll tell you my my fear actually is vin diesel i'm um i'm not sure i'm not sure i think he does well riddick is fucking awesome yeah riddick was but he was good in the last riddick too that's true i don't know i think i think i think the fear is because every time i think of diesel i think of riddick because that's the only set of movies that he has done that i've been like Fuck yeah, like, I love... I, I don't like... I can't remember Chronicles of Riddick, but Riddick and Pitch Black are dope. I fucking love Pitch Black. It's so sick. Mm, yeah, uh, Pitch Black was good. And Riddick Riddick it's, was it's, a good sequel, too. Yeah, it was. And Chronicle, Chronicle of Riddick wasn't as bad as it was kind of made out to be, I feel. I remember it quite quite fondly. But I don't know, like, now I feel like he's he, he looks a little... You know, he's older, obviously, mm. but he... um, I just can't shake... 
the the dom. I can't shake Fast and Furious no. from him now because he's he's wearing the same fucking you know long sleeve tight yeah, shirt. Yeah, he's wearing the same fucking get, get up. You're not right. It's like he just walked straight off the set of Fast Fast Seven and <laughs> came in, and they're like, "Oh, here's a sword." Like it still looks cool, but like he he doesn't. It I don't know. Like I the way that he was sort of doing it. Like there's a bit. There was one bit in the trailer where he's like swinging a a sword around, and it just kind of looks awkward. Like he, yeah. his style and his presence works for like the brawler that is, you know, is Dom in yeah. fucking Fast and Furious. But now I don't know if if he's sort of outgrown that that Chronicles of Riddick style that he could do before. And this is like, this is probably just me, you know, we're fresh off Fast and Furious Seven, so I it's hard for me not to see Dom. Um, but you know, when he is sporting that that beard, he kind of looks kind of badass though. Yeah, I don't know, I. My hope is it's like Riddick and he kind of brings back what he brought to Riddick, which was just Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel, but he did it well. Well, you'll be, you'll be happy to know that they're already thinking about turning it into a franchise. Oh, fuck off. Are you serious? Yeah, it's, um, well, it was always done with the, the potential of going into franchise and before it's been released. Don't fucking, there's no fucking potential. There's no fucking potential. Don't fucking make anything potentially to be turned into a franchise. Just make the fucking film. God fucking damn it! Oh ah, man, this has this has this has Jennings. fucking franchise written all over it. Like they could just have you know next next fucking yeah, ah. next sequel. He could be fighting werewolves. He could this be is fighting the vampires. fucking reason. Like, the fucking reason popcorn flicks are so shit now is because you can't just fucking be happy making one. You can't. What <laughs> happens is you make the popcorn flick. You go, wow, that did pretty well. Let's make a second one. John Wick. They're making a second John Wick. I'm glad they're making a second John Wick. I haven't seen the film, but apparently it's great. Apparently it's next an action film. Betcha they didn't make fucking John Wick with the thought there'd be a second one. Betcha they made the film and then went, shit, that did well. We need to do more of those. That's oh, how you fucking do it. No, I think I think that um, you know production companies are always going in with the idea of a sequel if it does well. Like they well they haven't they haven't like confirmed a, a sequel for this yet. I, I just read that Vin Diesel has said that the um, the executives at whoever's making the film want to make a sequel they think that it will do well and it probably will when it does come out if it does sell well enough they'll they'll start on the on the sequel they've already put the time aside to sort of shoot it but it's not like going ahead yet so i guess you can have that <laughs> but like just... you, you, every 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 big budget film would go in with the intention of like yeah shit this is going to make a shitload of money of course we're going to make a sequel from a storyteller's point of view it's you know it's not ethical but like it does make sense from a, a financial point of view and that's what it all comes just down to fuck just fucking fuck off fuck off fucking 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 franchises god damn it so anyway <laughs> But this does have franchise written all over it. You can't fucking you can't no, deny you're right. that. I just block it out of my system because I don't <laughs> want to fucking resent a movie before I see it. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on to a film that I am almost certain will not have a franchise. Let's talk about the visit. Yeah. Um, let's, let's. So when did you see it? Did you see you saw it last night? I saw it last night. Yeah. Was there many people in your cinema? Yeah, it was pretty packed actually. Oh really? What time did you see it? I saw a six fifty session. I was kind of like peak of the night, so. So six fifty. Uh, what, what was yesterday? Sunday. Yeah, that's decent. I I'm, yeah. I was actually quite impressed because I wanted to go see this. Um, like I I like to see every sort of horror thriller. Um, I try to go see it at the time that all the teenagers will be going to see it, like around like a Friday or a Saturday night, because I like to have that full cinema of people who are shitting their pants. <laughs> yeah. 
that's the best and feeling. There was, there was plenty of that going on um, in my cinema on Friday night, which was delightful. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan coming back to uh, a more simpler form of filmmaking. Like we were saying over the last few weeks, he's he sort of deteriorated as a director of late. He, he after probably The Village, he's kind of kind of fallen and fallen and fallen he's tried to do bigger and better things but they haven't really suited his style like he did the last airbender probably Um, was just terrible oh man like you know i'll go out there and i'll defend like i'll defend this guy as much as i can because i i've i've gone on the podcast saying like this m night Shyamalan's earlier films are some of the big reasons why i'm a filmmaker now like he just opened my eyes to a way of filmmaking that i'd never seen before you know as a young as a young kid and i was like i want to be able to tell stories like this guy does yeah he he always he's he's very smart with his camera his characters are usually quite likable and interesting and he always throws in some fucking mad twist that just throws you. At one point, he was he was you know spouted as spouted as the next Steven Spielberg. No, no, he was the next Alfred Hitchcock. Wow, the master of suspense. That's what he was called back in the day, and um, and he's definitely fallen off that mantle of late. He made films like The Happening and um, yeah, After Earth, which were both pretty rubbish. Um, as much as I tried to like them. But it was hard to it was hard to like sort of stick on the M Night Shyamalan train when he kept just coming out with worse and worse films. After Earth was kind of his his first sort of director for hire gig. It was it was the I think it was the first one that he didn't write or produce as well as direct, um, and it sort of showed like that film just didn't suit M Night Shyamalan at all. It was it was super dry. It was kind of boring to be honest. Um, so with the visit, what I've read is that you know he wanted to go back to his roots. He wanted to do something smaller. Um, this movie is all set in basically one house and its yep. surrounding garden. Um, very limited characters. Um, I'm I'm fairly sure he actually funded a lot of this himself with the money he made from After Earth. Oh so really? That- so the the ten dollars he made from After Earth he put into this. <laughs> Well, this had a $5 million budget, I think. So it's relatively stu- like low budget. Fuck, thing. he's done well then. Holy shit. Yeah. That's a good save. Yeah. Um, so that's what I mean. Like, I, I think just the fact that he was willing to back himself um, yeah. with his own funding to be able to tell the story that he wants to tell. Um, and to me, that 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 says... And like, you can blame everyone. It's probably just mostly his fault. But like when you're doing the big studio picks, like of course producers and studio execs and marketing people and all these motherfuckers are going to you know, want a piece of the pie. So everything, so that pure vision that was probably once M night Shyamalan's has, you know, is, is kind of fucking, you know, mutated yeah. into something weird and fucked up. So it's not worked as well as, you know, like his his earlier films, which he probably had more control over, I'm assuming. Um, so he's gone back, he's got control, and we've got the visit, and that in itself, like I appreciate, and I'm and I was excited to come in and see this. I'm not a huge Shyamalama Ding Dong film fan, so I'm not like I wasn't really expecting much. I just kind of he made the film, and the only thing I knew was like, right, well, at some point there will be some sort of twist, um, mm. and he didn't. 
he didn't disappoint actually. Oh, the uh, twist, twist. When we get to that, we'll talk about it. But, in a bit, but let's. Um, do, you, do you just want to give a quick synopsis? Do you want me to do it? Um, you can do it. Um, anyway, so the visit follows these two kids who are reconnecting with their grandparents in this old hick town in southern South America, uh, southern North America. So just well, I've fucking, never met. Just the fucking south. Why am I wording it so terribly? They go to the Don't south. Be- and they reconnect. They've never, they've never met their, their they've grandparents. They've never met their parents. They're, yeah. it's, they're rekindling because the mother had a big fight when she was like 19 with them and never spoke to them again. So these kids are going to kind of meet them finally and reconnect. And the whole time it's shot. It's found footage pretty much, but it's shot through the two lenses of the two cameras of one of the kids who is making a documentary. And that's the first thing. That's the whole thing. And then they get there and the... Um, the grandparents just get crazier and crazier right until the end where they try and kill them um, and their kids end up killing them. It's very Hansel and Gretel. It's pretty Yeah, much- very much. Even to the point where the, uh, the grandma Tells asks the one of them to get into an oven. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the nana has, has like a like some sort of disease, they say. Like after 9.30 at night, um, they, they make the... Like the kids have to stay in bed at... Uh, after nine thirty, they can't leave their room. Yeah, don't because come out. The you know pop pop. The granddad tells them that you know in this house it's early early to bed. But it turns out that after after nine thirty at night, Nana gets all fucking naked and starts scratching walls and running around in the shadows, um, yeah. being all kind of weird with some sort of disease. Is it like sundowner disease or is that what they called it? I can't remember what it was called. Um, some, I don't know. It was some like legitimate disease apparently people had. Um, is what they said. And she just goes fucking nuts. She's just weird as fuck. She throws up. She's like crawling. Yeah. Like, oh, she's crawling against the floor <laughs> and shit. So well, let's let's not let's not talk about the twist yet. We'll let's we'll leave that till later. Yeah. Because we'll we'll keep we'll keep our listeners who haven't seen the film in suspense. Because I feel that's like one of the best parts of this movie. Yes, it is. To, and we need to give it that that attention, but. As far as you know, the yeah, the kids. It ends up that these people are violent towards the kids, and in the end, the kids kind of have to fight back a little bit. Yeah, and eventually kill their grandparents. I want to talk about the found footage thing. Well, yeah, first that found footage, I like that initially turned me off. This, yeah, you won't straight away because I was like, oh, I saw you know the trailer had you know the grandma fucking scratching the wall outside and doing all sorts of creepy stuff. And I was like, oh, it's M. Night. And I, my first thought was, what the fuck, M. Night? Like, god damn it. Like, could you really sink this low that you've gone to found footage? But obviously, the more I sort of read into this and the more I, I found out that this was his pet project, I was a little more excited about it. Yeah, I was um, was keen. I was keen. Uh, I wasn't keen because it's found footage oh, as well. Yes, but you, I thought you were keen? No, what? But, um, but the found footage was really fucking good. Um, like really good. It was weird. The found footage, like this film being found footage had no effect on me. It wasn't annoying. It wasn't used in a way, like it wasn't used in a traditional found footage way. It was really fucking well done. Um, and I think it only attributed to it, the found footage. I, I was kind of watching it and I was like, this is really enjoyable. The, um, yeah. and I did, I liked it a lot. A lot of it was on. Yeah, it was really. static a lot of the time. Yeah, because it wasn't yeah. fucking bullshit. The camera wasn't shaking around. It wasn't nonsensical. The angles they were filming from were fine. They had two cameras. Um, they weren't shooting on fucking gigantic bullshit 
cameras from the 90s and I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, like, I know obviously you're going to shoot a film in 4K and and on a Ari Alexa or a, a Red and it's ob- it's not going to look like the footage that's actually coming from the camera in the film, but they're using, like, DSLR. It was very believable. Um, they actually did shoot on Canons in this Did they? Film. Yeah. I don't know what Bullshit. Can, like, probably not DSLRs, but, like, they, it was it shot on not, Canon. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was not, it was not a fucking DSLR. Um, but... It looks good, um, and a lot of it was shot pretty well because the girl is a film student. So a lot of what was happening was actually quite well done, and you could tell the difference in footage between when the the brother was filming and the girl. The girl mm. set up a lot of interview shots with they were well lit. Everything was quite well lit. Everything was nice. I quite liked it. I never really mm. had an issue with found footage, and generally I do. But this was well done. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Well, I uh, look. I, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far to say that I liked it as much as you did. I I did appreciate that they made reasons for it, uh, and there was it, there was a few times where there was like phantom cameras, like there was a an angle where there was just no camera, but that was very rare. I think there was there was one point where they were talking to the grandma, and it had the two kids in frame like looking over their shoulder at the grandma, and then you you look back and they were both holding cameras. And I was like, where's this other camera? But that, I think that was the only one I picked up that was a fandom camera. But other than that, it all made sense. Um, the fact that our, you know, our protagonist was a filmmaker. She wants to go win an Oscar for, you know, making a documentary. Um, so she's very passionate about her thing. And, you know, she keeps dropping, you know, cinematic tension and, and, and fucking words like this to, to make us believe that this is what she is. And, I, I liked that they put a little like I feel like it's a little bit of of M Night putting himself in this in this girl's shoes like it's about a filmmaker making a, a small film um, and you know it's probably a little bit of his childhood gone into this character which I appreciate he's he, he kind of does that with a lot of his films I still probably would have preferred this to just be shot normally as as much as I appreciate what they've done with it and and it worked I did find myself thinking. This could still have been really good if it was just shot like the way he shot signs or something like that. Like if he shot it the way he shot signs, it would have been probably a better film. The only me. reason, the only reason I would disagree with you at all, which is rare, because I agree, I liked it. I still don't fucking think found footage is the way you should be shooting these sort of films. It should be conventional. Um, I still liked it. I enjoyed it, but that scene, which is still the most fucked up scene. In this movie, which is them playing hide and seek under the oh, house, yeah. like that shot with those cameras was fucking insane. Holy yeah. mother! Oh my god! Like, but you could still you could still do that with like point of view stuff. Yeah, yeah, you can. I was just the way. Oh fuck me! Just the way the camera like. <laughs> so what happens is, I'll let me give you a quick rundown. What happens is they're playing hide and seek, and it's really early in the film. It's like daytime. You're like, oh yeah, like I, I thought it was foreshadowing that she was going to hide under the house later on, and then shit was going to get real. And out of literally nowhere, she's like, all right, ready or not, she goes trying to find her brother, and she goes, oh, and she, and this camera just, this camera just turns, and it's just the fucking grandmother crawling after her. It's With her so, fucking hair over her face. It, it's crawling. so fucking insane. Like, <laughs> holy shit. It just like, just fucking threw me so much. I was like, what the fuck? 
and M. Night Shyamalan, I think he's, the way he deals with sound is really good and he dealt with it fucking oh, brilliantly yeah. in this and the way he dealt with sound in that moment was great. There's no moment in this where a character makes a sound that or the sound in it that doesn't seem natural, like it's all within the scene and the yeah, only absolutely. thing that happens is that in this is you just hear her like kind of scuttle. Um, yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. And you like, hear her was... breathing just off screen. It's always just off screen. And he's yeah. he's like the master at this. Like he he did it in Signs. Um, he did it in Sixth Sense. Like there's a scene in, in Signs where the characters are inside the house and you can hear the aliens on the outside of the house trying to get in. Like you can yeah. hear them, just their footsteps and fucking shit like that. And he just has this way of building tension for something that you can't see. And it makes it even scarier because it's like, it's just off screen. I can't see it. And when's it coming? Where's it coming? And but you get this in that fucking scene because it's, it's all like, you know, the kids are, are pointing the cameras kind of at their face most of the time. And then they sort of quickly pan it away and you get like a little, a little like flash of something just cruise past and you're like, what the fuck was that? And then, yeah, that, that part where she actually turns and the grandma is running at the fucking camera. Like even I was like shitting my pants at that part. That was fucking brilliant. It's, it's fucking great. It's, it, oh man, it was fucking just so full on. I was like, and the what best, the fuck? The best thing I like about that scene as well is when you actually figure out what was happening and she's kind of just come down to play with them. Yeah. It's almost the innocence of it is kind of like even scarier because yeah. it's kind of like, hold on. Was she was she playing with them or well, was you, she fucking yeah. with them? Like, you, what's you going on out, here? You find out near the end the truth, and it was she was probably more than likely straight up trying to kill them. Um, well, I don't know because at that point, like, I don't know. I um, we'll talk about that in a bit, but I don't know if she was because at this point, this was very early in the part, and I feel like she's just playing with them. And you know, it was just the out. way that she was running that her hair happened to be over her face. Oh, it was fucked, man. It was so fucked. The found footage <laughs> thing anyway, I just, I thought it was fine. It never really bothered me the whole way through the film. And that bit was pretty much where I was kind of like, yeah, this is all right. I This I, works, yeah. You know, I, I, I with the characters as well, um, I thought every character bar the grandfather was really good. Um, yeah. I thought the an introverted, geeky, nerdy um, protagonist, the, the girl, she was great. Um, I thought she, yeah. her personality was really likable. Um, I liked her like aspirations and she was, I kind of really appreciated her character. And then the brother, I thought the same. He was actually quite funny. Like the script didn't suck. I really liked him. I thought it was quite enjoyable. He was a smart ass. He was like an enjoyable smart ass too. And the grandma was fucking frightening the whole way through. Like the, whoever played that grandmother was terrifying like she did really well that's um deanna dun dunnigan or, or something like that she um yeah she was perfect as the grandma like she had the right amount of sweet sweet old lady but just the right amount of like there's something underneath this this bitch that's fucked up like <laughs> and yeah the kids were great and they're um they're both australian i think are they both australian? i know the guy is the kid the, the guy was yep she's from melbourne well Olivia de Jong and Ed something or other, Ed Oxenbold, who was in Paper Planes, and I, I quite like that kid. He's 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 really charming. Got a like just a, he's just got a nice look about him. He's a he seems like a a cool kid, <laughs> yeah. even though he is a wannabe rapper in this movie, which is ridiculous. Which <laughs> I liked. I kind of liked everything about his character except 
the rapping part yeah. of it. I I didn't really get on board with that. I, I, I enjoyed the comedy to a certain extent. M. Night's always infused just a little bit of something in it. And he's got the, his own brand of funny. It's very dad jokey. Very... Very like dry sort of humor. Um, not even fully dry. I don't know what you. It's dad joke is my best way of describing it. I would say because yeah, it's pretty daggy. I, I feel like it's like what he thinks is funny, and he, and so he thinks that everyone else will think it's funny, and we all laugh at it. But there's parts where I just feel like oh, it's just awkward, and I'm I'm almost laughing at the awkwardness of it. But I think that's part of it, and it's 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 a strange thing. I don't know how I really feel about it a lot of the time because sometimes it feels lame but I'm still laughing so that's a good thing I don't know I enjoyed it I didn't really the whole cinema was kind of enjoying it as well there was nothing that I was really like oh cringe I think the rapping was cringy intentionally everything else was pretty funny um, like when mm. he's throwing the ball up in the air he's like this is how yeah. kids <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is how, how kids play, exactly kids play. I was like yeah. that's good um, and this film is a piss take as well in a way like a lot of it is it it's, it's, a, it's meant to be kind of funny I think, um, in a lot of ways, you know, it is. And I, I have read up that, um, when editing the film M Knight was saying it was, he had to edit it a few times because I think the first pass was, it actually came out as more of a comedy yeah. than like a thriller. Um, so we had to go back and recut it and that tone change I can definitely see. And I don't know if I like it as much as I should. What the, because, the the fact that it's a thriller? Um, like I like I love the thriller elements of it because there's you know we even just we've just spoke about one particular scene uh, that one under the under the house that is just straight up terrifying and it's not yeah. even particularly supposed to be terrifying like it's sh- obviously it's shot and you're supposed to but then when when you reflect on it it's kind of like oh it it could have just been an innocent an innocent moment. No, um, fuck that. It was fucked from the beginning. I disagree completely. That was fucked. Like, I was like, that's terrifying. She gets out and she's like, oh yeah, haha. She wipes her knees off and then knees are dirty. Like, I was like, that's fucked up. That's fucking terrifying. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah, um, but it scared the shit out of you because that's the way it was shot and it's, and it's edited and the sound and all that. Like, yeah, it's, it's a fucking thriller. It's supposed to be. But the thing that makes that moment so powerful for me, like I said before, is that the fact that when she comes out and she's like, oh, sorry, I was just playing sort of thing. It was like, oh, like I like that. It could have just been innocent. Like I'm not saying that the movie isn't portraying it as a, as a, a thriller moment because it definitely does. And that's what I'm saying is it does it well. Like, I'm not saying it does it bad. It's, it's definitely terrifying. I, I said that before. Oh, right. I get you. I'm picking up what you're But what on. I'm saying is the tone shifts um, a lot kind of... It doesn't... I feel like this movie a lot of the time is, is gaining a lot of momentum in that thr- thriller a- aspect. Like, every night, something's going down. We've got fucking the grandma scratching outside. We've got her fucking throwing up. And every night, we're finding out something a little bit more and a little bit more... Yeah. But then, oh, it's the next day. And all that tension just disperses. And that pissed yeah, me off. Yeah, I liked it. I liked that bit a lot. It was kind of You liked that because you fucking don't want to be shitting your pants. No, I like, was enjoying it. I was in the fucking situation. You can't put me there. I'm going to fucking deal with it, all right? I'm not fucking yeah. bitching out. And I liked it, though. I liked that it was like, that it um kind of, it kind of simmered down. Because you kind of, wait, and then the days get pretty freaky as well throughout it um i do wish the days got more intense 
they get a little freaky. Like that scene where she's crawling under the fucking house. I was like, what the fuck? It's not nighttime. What are you doing? My, my, what I'm saying is like a lot of the time, like it would, you know, we're building to something like they, they, they have the parts where like, oh, you know, there's that bit where they, he, she makes the, the brother open the door and it's like this big deal. They finally open it and then the grandma's sort of running around and then she runs at the door, I think, and then starts yeah. like banging on the door and it's kind of like just them sort of just sitting there waiting for her to go away and then it cuts to the next day and I'm like, fuck, I'm right in this. I yeah. want this to continue. I don't need to be fucking, I don't need the reset button to be hit so many times and that, and that happens all the time. Yeah, over and over. I feel like they they almost build a little little too much tension at certain times earlier in the film. Um, like the way the way I think it should be done is like we see little moments like the 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 potentially innocent moment under the house and what's what's pop pop doing out in the fucking in the um you know the shed and we yeah. find out that he's got shitty diapers out there. Him attacking that random guy, um, you know, on the street. All these these things they do that well, and then it's sort of building and building and building. But then as soon as it gets, I feel like there's maybe too many nights. I in agree. This film. I think there's probably too many as well. Like maybe if it was a three day weekend, that would have worked um, because we could have you know on the first night we see her throwing up, and we're like, oh shit, something's wrong with grandma. And then the next night, something you know, a little bit more fucked up happens. And then finally the last night is where all the shit goes down. But by resetting the button, by, by resetting shit too much, it just, it, the tension just dissipates. And it really, it's, it's so disappointing because they do it so well. All the tension is just fucking there and you're just ready and you're like, oh, come on. And there's like, oh, the next day, oh, we're just outside, you know, walking around in the snow again. The the grandma, the 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 main girl keeps saying like, "Oh, it's there's nothing wrong with them. They're just old." And it's fucking, you know, bitch, you know something's up. Yeah, uh, I I kind of agree. I th- I reckon the tension should have been stayed like should have stayed a little longer because it does simmer down immediately. But I kind of liked the build as well, kind of just like because they just palm it off to like, oh, you know, it's just the grandmother being weird and I was like oh that's cool and then you see this shit and you're like oh fuck like something's really up there's, there's something um, a little little different here but yeah. like I think I think the build like those nights were fucking great though like that yeah. bit um, I actually didn't even intentionally do it but I took a piss when the the naked scene came <laughs> up um, and I was like because I, I, it was during the day and I was like oh I'll piss now and then I'll come back it'll be night time it'll be sweet um, yeah. and I, I missed I missed that night and I was like, ah, oh. oh, damn, because that's actually something I did want to talk about because it sort of ends up being a nothing, a nothing moment, really. Yeah. It's just like a, it's a disturbing image, but nothing more. Like, yeah, so apparently it's it's not it's not really bad. Um, no, they just go out and she's just scratching the water. She's naked. Was she naked in the trailer? I don't. Think yeah, she was. She was. She was. She was? Oh, okay. Um, but it's yeah, that's disturbing in itself. But it's it, it kind of again they just go to bed and the next um, day they get up but i what i want to know is um why it, it just even when they first get to the to the to the house like they haven't seen these grandparents in for however long i feel like they don't have a moment with the grandparents like where they have like a family dinner or they're just sitting around kind of getting to know these guys like i feel like they get there um the kid tells pop pop that he's a rapper he raps a little bit for him the grandma makes him some cookies or some shit and then 
the old people just go off and do their own thing and the kids are doing their own thing. And I found that a little awkward. Like, why are these kids able to just freely walk around as much as they... Like, not that they wouldn't be allowed to, but, like, I feel like there, there needed to be a moment where you would be spending time with these grandparents. <laughs> like, a lot know, of the I time... I liked it. I, I kind of appreciated that. I think they have their moment at the start, and she's like, oh, I love to bake and shit, and there's that whole, her grandma cooking, and that's all... Sw- I don't want to fucking see any more of that. Like, we already know, everyone in the audience already knows these grandparents are fucked up. Like, pretty sure it was just more about kicking on. I liked it. I thought. I thought it. Kicked. I thought the pace. I thought the pacing was really good in this movie. Um, well, no. Well, no. It moves it, in that regard. It, it 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 just washes over that shit. Like I don't see any relationship between these people. The old people are off doing fucking nothing. Like what are they doing all day? Like they sit in their fucking chair and the and the old guy goes out and chops fucking wood. These kids are just walking around. And they don't know their grandparents. Why aren't they spending time with their grandparents? They do. Like that to you me is them. dumb. They're going on walks with them. They go into town with them. Very rarely. Like that happens like every day. Like to me, if I was going to see my grandparents that I hadn't ever seen, I would feel that these grandparents would have shit lined up. And especially regarding to the twist that we'll talk about soon. This is all they've been waiting for. These grandparents have been waiting for that as well. Like I feel like they would organize things to do with these kids more. They would actually spend more time with them. Like the 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 grand the grandma might bake cookies with with um the girl with Becca, and but the the kids are just wandering around doing nothing for most of the fucking for the fucking movie. And to me, that doesn't make sense because like they wouldn't be doing that. And yes, it it makes sense in terms of the film because they need to be kind of on the outside. You know, in a vo- especially in a in a found footage movie, giving you know, this voyeuristic view of these these grandparents, which makes them seem even creepier. But to me, it didn't fit. It didn't fit because as these characters, I feel like they needed to be playing Yahtzee on the first night, having the really good night, rather than on the last night. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I liked it though. I thought I thought I was satisfied with the relationship building at the start. I thought they was all there. They kind of travel with them the whole way through. The kids get more distant and distant as the days go by because they're really uncomfortable with these people. Um, I thought that was enough initially. But that that but that's even that's even opening up another avenue to add more tension. Is like these the grandparents want to go and do things yeah. with the kids, but the kids are starting to freak out because they're like, oh, I don't know about these people, and they start to get distant, and then the grandparents get angry. And then that's even scarier. Like to me, that is the way that I would have gone. Yeah, I get, I get what you mean. It would have been. I think it would have added a whole another thing of tension with it, um, seeing that part of it. But I, I liked it. I liked the build of the relationship a lot. I thought it was fine. I would buy the point. What, what relationship? It was <laughs> there. there. It was fine. They get There's there. There's no relationship They're sweet. between they them. They hug. They introduce themselves. They've got all the bullshit, and then the rest of the film is about what it should be, which is holy fuck, something's going on. The mother was annoying though. The mother pissed me off. Um, Why? Just because I thought it was, I just, I don't like, I'm sick of fucking Skype calls and like FaceTime chat. I think there's something extremely, it takes away some of the mystery when you're on Skype, I think. Um, and she mm. kind of puts the bake, the, 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 the thing over the camera, which I really liked, but that's not even an issue. That's kind of like, that's done and then it doesn't become anything. You know? Yeah, they yeah they can clean it off. Like I thought she just fucked the fucked the, the, the computer. computer. Yeah, like, I would like that I was a like, lot. Ooh, that's cool. But like, why even have Skype if there's no like why have that? There's no cell phone 
Um, but you have Skype. Yeah, like there's still there's a connection there, and, like, the, and the whole the whole yeah. thing obviously leads up to the twist, which is why Skype is used, um, which yeah, is yeah. fine. I just which wish, I, don't know, I think there's a part of I don't know. I don't particularly have a problem with them using Skype, but I do like it's it yeah losing losing that that whole cut off from from the world thing. Like yeah. they may as well have just had that they had their phones and they could just do FaceTime. Yeah, like, pretty why much. Did, why did, um, why did think, we need? Why did we need a I computer? Mean, yeah. I think I think the I don't know the tension built built quite quite well and and there's moments during the day which were just fucking creepy and this movie kind of nails that where it's just creepy the whole way through. Yeah, oh um, for sure. The thing that I was meant to well, I was going to bring up before that I didn't get around to was that the grandfather in this is just he's the only part of it that I didn't enjoy. Like he is not yeah. anything. Like I did, was not frightened by him at all. In fact, by the end, when the grandmother dies, I was like, oh, all right, well, I'm not scared anymore. This will be fine. Because the grandfather yeah, wasn't true. scary. He wasn't. He was just there. Is well, that- he seemed he seemed like the the least least insane of the two. Like, obviously, the, the grandma's got this, this disease that's sending yeah. her nuts. Um, but And he was kind of supposedly level-headed. But I think the creepy thing about him was that he wasn't. Um, because yeah. you know he kept he kept getting dressed to go to that fucking um, costume party, and he he thinks people are following him. Like when they go to the the school, is it is it the mum's old school? That I don't they know go what to? it is. Yeah, 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 that's it. Um, and and he thinks that there's just this random guy on the street, and he just attacks him. Cool moments, but they could have done a lot more with him. And I, I you're absolutely right. He he isn't frightening. Um, and towards the end when he's you know, supposedly supposed to be frightening. Exactly what you said. When when grandma's out of the picture, it's kind of like, oh, well, we can take this guy. He's nothing. <laughs> you know, grandma seems like she's got a demon in her. He just seems like a regular killer. Joe. Yeah, yeah, he was kind of he was kind of petty. But um, bar that, I think the other aspect was good. I think the grandmother was fucking terrible. The grandma was so creepy, man. Like that yeah, bit. The grandma was that great. bit where they open the door and she runs past the door with her Ugh. like. Like, this is the shit. Fuck you, by the way. This fucking stuff is the stuff I don't like. I can't fucking do it. I can't do this shit. <laughs> I can't fucking deal with it. I fucking hate this. It's fucking nonsense. This is the stuff. This fucking yep. long-haired, crazy, nonsensical bullshit is what I can't fucking handle. Everything else, I was like, yeah, puzzle guys. Uh, all right. Unfriended. I uh, hate horror films, whatever. This. This shit. <laughs> fucking terrifying. That fucking bitch, she runs past, then she runs past again, and then there's just that moment where she's crawling towards the door. I was like, oh yeah, my fuck. fucking God, run! <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God, it was so fucking terrifying. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. goodness. Well, this is what I mean. Like, M. Night does scary well, and he always has. And I'm. It's it's great to see him get back into form with this shit, because... Like you're you're a little bitch and you're getting scared anyway. I was scared in those parts. When she runs at the door, I was like, you know, I'm sitting there with Beck next to me and I'm squeezing her hand. I'm like, yeah. fuck, because it's just, you just, it's just fucking terrifying. And ugh. and they shut the door just in time, and and she's just out there banging on the door, and you're like, fucking, where is this gonna go? Um, and then it goes nowhere. The the other bit after that where they set up the cameras. And she that that's the one jump scare oh, yeah. in the whole thing. I fucking hate jump scares, by the way. I think they are the cheapest fucking things. Like, any film can pull off a jump scare, really. Any film. Yeah. Any film can have but a jump they're scare. They're effective. They are effective and they're bullshit. 
Um, <laughs> I fucking hate that was it. A, that was a good one, though. I, I will say. I like that, that one as well one. because it was justified. Like, she kind of walks past and then you hear the crawl. I was yeah. like, I was like, that's cool. Like, I was like, that's, that's fucking cool that you heard her coming and you kind of expected yeah. it. But that bit where she's just like slamming the door o- open and closed, you know, oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, that is just... <laughs> fucking nuts i don't know i'm kind of in two minds about it like i i i would have liked to have known a little bit more about the grandma um and what this disease is and what has sent her to go to this obviously what happens later in the film (laughs) definitely helped to get her there but i wouldn't have minded a little bit of um like I, I don't want to go into a whole fucking a whole backstory, but I just I, I would have I would have liked to just known what what is exactly wrong. Going with her. nuts, yeah, making her crazy because it was truly terrifying, and it's something that like I'd never heard of whatever this disease is, and yeah. the fact that this is a thing, and there's probably hundreds of families, hundreds thousands of families out there with you know a daughter a son, a brother, sister, fucking dad, mum, who who does this every yeah. night. <laughs> you know, like and that's and it's and to be to for it to be thought of as like oh it's just it's just grandma this is what she does when she goes to sleep. It's basically sleepwalking. Um like fuck. <laughs> like people are dealing with this. <laughs> that that bit where she finds the camera and she takes it with her. Um, mm. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. Like, that's no, 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 no. And then she sets the camera down and it's her with the knife at the door. Yeah. Oh, Christ, that scared the shit out was of that me. Where she, is that where she's knocking on the door? Is she And they, like, they wake up and they sort of just look at the door and she's she's just sort of banging on it a bit. Was that that part? Yeah, she's got the knife and then she just leaves it. Yeah. I. That is the one bit I was like, ah, that's disappointing. That should have been where it goes somewhere. Like, that's... Yeah. The moment it should have gone somewhere, not. That's before. what I'm saying. Fucking hell! It's so it's such a missed opportunity, and they and they do it over and mm. over, and it's like, yeah, for that that should have been like breaking point. That should have been the last night, you know. Or at least they she should have, have like. Had... It just should have gone to another level. It should have been like her hands trying to fucking pry through the door or something, you know. Like they should have or just the been... fucking or the knife goes through the door. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like they, she tries to smash the door down. Like let's. Let's be real here. She wants to kill these kids. Um, that sort of and, thing would have been good. And yeah, and, and I think that um, seeing the camera should have been the catalyst that pushes whatever's going through her head over the over the over the yeah. hill. You know, like that's what makes her. Oh, I'm gonna fucking kill these kids now. Which you know we kind of find out was sort of the plan. Anyway, they were, she was going to kill the kids eventually. Well, the twist, should we t- reveal the should twist we talk now. about it? Yeah, I think yeah. we're up to the twist. The, pretty much the twist is they're on the Skype call with the mum and they're like, mum, you got to get us out of here. Grandma and grandma are fucked. Like, everything's fucked. This is crazy. She's like, what do you mean? Where are they? And they show her where she they are. And she's like, "That's they're not your grandparents. And when she says that, I was like, holy fucking Christ. This is insane. Like that was just yeah. such a crazy moment. I did not see it coming. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like it was just it came, I, yeah. It and and it changes the whole film. Like yeah. the whole film you look at it in a different light when you find out that these are imposters that have come to the train station and picked up these kids. Like and and it all makes sense because they haven't seen them. Like these kids haven't seen these grandparents in their entire life, and and for them, you you just go with it. You just assume that 
you know, yeah. these people picking them up are their grandparents. And the the feeling of fucking betrayal and <laughs> that you feel when you figure that out is just like, oh, motherfucker. It's, <laughs> it's, it's terrifying. Like that happens and I was just like, oh my God, that's... Oh, it's just, it's so scary. It's so oh. scary. And then the whole cinema went, oh, fuck. As soon as it happened. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I like you, like, they they kind of have to keep moving on as if they don't know. And when you're looking at the, you know, when they're playing Yahtzee on that final night and they're, and, you know, Pop Pop's in a really good mood and he's all like, and you're like, if if we didn't know that these guys weren't their grandparents, you'd be like, oh, this is lovely. But now that we, <laughs> now that we do, this sheds a whole different light on this supposed lovely scene that's transpiring before us like it's just it's creepy it's fucking creepy it's the epitome of creepy and hat off to m night Shyamalan. this is a good twist and it's a good twist and it's grounded as well i feel like with a lot of Shyamalan twists at times they they are a little too silly and i'm thinking the village here as well well, the village oh, twist. I thought the, the I village it. was a good I one. I liked it, but it's out there. Like, that's an out there twist, you know? Yeah. Um, that's like a, oh, fucking hell. But, but see, that's that's where I would go back to, you know, that was where he was still in form. And this is, is, this is going back to that. Because the village still, it, yeah, yes, it's out there, but it backs itself up. Like, everything leading up to that point in the village is, is giving you hints for that this could be potential, you know, when you find out, you're kind of like, oh, fuck, how did I not see it? This is to a certain extent, but there's there's really no way that you would know. And I, and I think that that's what makes it even stronger is because we're in the, in the shoes of the kids and like literally in the point of view of Becca, like doing the, the doco. And the whole way through, we think that it is yeah. just their, their grandparents. And for it to not be, oh, it's just like, Ugh! I think it's a really <laughs> grounded twist. I thought it was excellent. I think I think it's Shyamalan did well. I think he like kind of slapped himself in the face when he wrote that bit because I, it could have been something as bullshit as they turn on the computer and the mother is like, it was my plan all along for you guys to be here so I can, I'm sick of having kids and blah, like some bullshit is what uh, yeah, I was expecting. Right. Yeah, yeah, some, yeah. Like yeah. that would, that would, I would sit there and go, that makes, that's a Shyamalan twist. Like that's crazy enough for it to be a Shyamalan twist. But this one was grounded. Like that's a twist that was just yeah, creepy. I don't know because like I've always found like Shyamalan's, his twists have always been decent. They've always been good. Like the end of Sixth Sense, like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, I haven't seen, I, don't know. I can't even talk. I haven't seen enough Shyamalan films, but like with The Village, I was just like, all right, like, okay, this is kind of weird, but I like it, but it's still big. That's a big thing. Oh, and it was like the fact that, the original twist in that film, the guy, the what the autistic dude is the killer, you know, the, the dude in the red, and you're like, oh, fuck, like, that's crazy. And this is just kind of, and then there's a the big, crazy, weird fucking twist that it's in real life. And isn't that, the, wasn't that like a thing everyone kind of got, like, shitty about? Um, well, I know when I first saw The Village, I was pissed off that the monsters weren't real um, to start with. But then the more I've watched that film, it's, it's actually a lot smarter that they're not and that it's just a... Uh, uh, a horror that the the villagers have, have created because the vi- the big twist is that the village is 
you know, you think it's way back in like yeah, the 1800s or something, but it's actually in our day and age. It's just this group of people living a simpler life and the thing. And to me, like, that's that's a great twist. To me, that's a fantastic twist. And um, like, I know what you're saying with this being a grounded twist because it's definitely a different level of twist <laughs> to the village. But I, I, by you saying that Shyamalan's twists are, are crazy and stuff, I, I can't back that up because I think he's, that's the best things about his best work is his crazy twists. They've always, you know, what's a twist? He's known for, I think he's, I think he's been become known as a bit of a joke in, in terms of like, there's always going to be a twist, but he used to be really good at them. And I still, I still think he's, he's fairly decent at them. And, but this is, this is a, a return to the form that was, his best that's, twists that's in I'm his saying. best films. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah. talking about. I'm. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying all of his twists are shit. I'm just saying, uh, uh, recently especially, his twists are pretty out there. Um, things and this is not. It's fucking good. It just you're right. Well, it's the simplicity. Yeah. It's the simplicity of this of this twist and the fact that it could happen to any one of us. Like, I could go and look at my grandparents right now and be like, hold on are you actually my grandparents? Like, you know, what if there was a moment in any of our lives where we found out that our parents weren't really our parents and we've been living them with them for our whole lives, you know? Like, it's creepy. It's weird. It's fucked. And it could happen to anyone. That's what makes it so great. Yeah, I fuck, I just, it was fucking scary. It was just scary. That bit was like, what the <laughs> fuck? And then after that as well, I love the, because it all kind of starts making sense and the, the people come to the house like, hi, we're here to see your grandparents. Are they home? Oh, they're not home. Sorry. Oh, okay. And then there's that bit where that girl comes back and she's like fighting Yeah, with and she's getting up them and, and, I was, and you're like, what's up with this? Yeah. Who is this? Why is she getting so and angry then, at this? And then at the people? end, you see they open, she, the guy opens the back door and she's like hanging from the tree. And I was oh, just like- Oh, that was a great I was moment. just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Holy shit. Shit's getting real. Shit's getting real. That was just such a cool moment. And that's like, yeah, a connecting of the dots moment where you're like, oh, that lady was not here to see these people. It was their real grandparents. And that's because I started questioning. I'm like, so is this actually their house? And it was because like they, they point out that, you know, that's the clock that mum always talked about. And this is where mum did this and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I think it's great because they're able to run with it because the mum doesn't want to talk to the grandparents. She doesn't want to see them. She hates them. That's why they haven't fucking come here. So that's why we never get that confirmation that they actually are their grandparents beforehand because the mum's so stubborn and yeah. it just all falls into place. And it's, it's a fucking beautiful moment really. And the end, it was really satisfying that. Well, to an extent, the bedroom scene was fucking crazy. Holy yeah. shit! Well, what we find out the the girl goes down into the into the um the cell uh, the cellar the basement, basement where yeah. she's not su- supposed to go the the grand the grandparents have told them not to go down there because there's like what like mold or something yeah there was mold in um, there don't want to get she sick. goes down there and finds her actual grandparents um which we assume <laughs> there's two dead old people in the fucking <laughs> in the basement and then the um. Pop Pop comes down and tells us that he was getting pissed off at these this couple, the actual grandparents talking about how excited they were to meet their their grandparent their grandkids, finally, yeah. and um, he got the shits. And we find out later that Nana actually drowned her kids in a suitcase in a pond. Oh, what the fuck? And when did you find this out? She she fucking, um, you know, she does that interview and talks about uh, all the pond creatures and, yeah. and all that sort of shit. And then he confirms it. He he says 
you know, something about them getting put in the pond and That's right. That, yeah. You know, when she had to kill she killed her children um and you know apparently regrets it <laughs> and fucking wanted to have grandchildren wanted and she's missed out on that and so that's pop, why pop. they played the whole thing yeah yeah so they've played it so at least she would get a week of having grandchildren she could just pretend that she was a, a normal person who doesn't drown their kids in a fucking suitcase in a pond <laughs> Jesus. fucking hell that's dark <laughs> That's fucking dark. So that's that's cool. Like it, it, it and that comes around. And it's, it, well, it's not cool, but it's fucked up. You know, like it's it's a good little little moment. Um, and when we find all this out, yeah, she gets to go upstairs and play with grandma in the bedroom. And little um, Tyler, the rapper, freezes and fucking has to deal with with the shitty granddad. Yep, the shitty granddad. Where I was like, oh fuck this, I don't want to watch this. This is boring. But then it cuts the bedroom scene, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Yeah, what the, the fuck? Go back scene. to the other scene, please." DGR, fuck, fuck off. Oh, um, that and that goes back to the, um, you know, it's it it's on par with the the scene under the house in that bedroom yeah. scene. It's like because you're almost like, oh, maybe she won't hurt yeah. her. Maybe she's just fucked, and she's just moving around all weird, and she's gonna do weird things because that's what she does. She has this. Yeah. She has this disease, like I don't know, and and you're feeling the tension of of the girl, like she's sitting there, Becca, just freaking out, and you're like, oh, maybe not, because she doesn't really do anything until later, and then finally she does something, and yeah, she's out for blood. It's fucked, like that fucking moment where she's under the bed and it's just her arms yeah. pulling the blanket off. I was like, what the. Fuck! Like, that has stuck with me. It was so great. I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. It was a cool little homage as well, like, because you know how there's a a point where Tyler says every night our our grandma turns into Michael Myers, who's who's the killer from Halloween. Um, And in the original Halloween, Michael Myers comes in on some, you know, a, a teenager who's just been having sex and comes in pretending to be the boyfriend that's just left the house, but dressed in a sheet like a ghost. And the grandma kind of does that as she's, you know, she's getting up out of the blanket just before she sort of attacks. Yeah. Do you remember that part? Like, and, and that's, it's fucking creepy. This it was fucking, fucking terrifying. This fucking old chick in a fucking sheet. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like the, the little, the little nod there as well. That was kind of cool. But, and then, you know, the, the way that the girl takes her out as well, when she gets smashed up against the mirror and then fucking Fuck has to stab this old woman yeah. Who's on top of her in the throat with a fucking shard of mirror? Like fuck, that's impressive. I liked it. It was it was a it was a, a satisfying ending to a terrifying character. It was. It was. It was. I loved it. I thought it was just her getting fucking stabbed over and over. Jesus Christ! I wish she died second though. Yeah, I do too. She's she's the big bad, really. Well, she should have been. Yeah. Um, because they don't give enough to the to the granddad and um. I, I want to talk about that that scene though because I this is one thing I, I didn't feel was was sort of worked on enough um, and the way they did do it was kind of very exposition dump with the kid talking about how he froze up in the football game um, and then he freezes up at this point as well you know where the grand uh, pop pops like yeah you got a spell on you kid and. Because that's him freezing up, isn't it? That that's the same thing that happened to him during the football game. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. He freezes up. Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't like that at all. I think that's 
like for every for how smart this movie's been with it, all its writing, I, I just felt like that part was like, nah. That was pretty weak. I kind of as soon as he said it, I was like, oh, well, we know, we know what's gonna happen now. Yeah, and they don't really go into much with what's wrong with this kid because he, um, you know, he has this irrational fear of germs on him as well. They talk about like it was like sort of his way of dealing with the dad going, and he has some sort of control over the germs that aren't there. Or is, uh, is that what it was I going on? I don't know. Just freaked but out. But it was it was fucking stupid because they never go into it and never make it any part of this character's like traits or anything like there's just one scene where he's sort of freaking out which has no effect on anything ever in the film um just that he has a little son i the only thing i could think is that when when the grand the pop pop fucking puts his shitty diaper in that oh, kid's what face the fuck? <laughs> that's the only thing i could think it was leading up to but i can i can i'm fairly confident in saying that it, you don't have to have an irrational fear of germs to not want to have a shitty diaper thrown yeah, in your face. Yeah, that was just so weird. <laughs> so weird, Jesus Christ. That was so fucking strange. I hated that so much. I thought he was going to rape him too. He took his pants off and I was like, oh God, don't do uh, it. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm like, hold on. This doesn't seem like yeah. the way this movie would go. So I'm glad it didn't, but that's not really much better, to be honest. But I, I just think that they could have just... Cause don't get me wrong, I really liked Tyler as a character um, and even even his shitty rapping. Like, I, I liked him and I liked this kid. I like Ed Oxenbold or whatever his name is. Like, I think he is a good actor and I, I like that we got to have some fun with him. He was pretty much the comedic relief of the film. Um, you know, the, the part where he's playing with the ball and all that sort of thing. All fun. Like, and <laughs> you know, the bit I fucking lost my shit at actually was when he's like, oh, who am I when they're out yeah, on that Yeah, fuck, that was funny. <laughs> and he's like bounding around like the grandma was the night before. Like that was cool. I liked that. Um, but this kid is too happy-go-lucky and and too much of a happy kid and a jokester for him to have any of these sort of problems that sort of bring up, that are brought up. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that you can't be happy and on the inside be fucking sad and, and depressed and stuff because that's usually how things go down. But like... Let's see some of that. Let's let's give this kid these layers that are apparently there, but I'm not. They're not going into them and playing with them. I think ultimately that would have made this this final scene more um more satisfying with him and and Pop Pop with both of them with both of them. If they both both of those characters. The reason why that scene is just fucking nothing to us is because we don't get the information we need about these characters. I don't know. I, the ending with Pop Pop was the worst bit. Like I just wish his death was so satisfying as well. He gets tackled by a kid. He's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the God. kid just went crazy. Like, it was like him letting out all that rage after all this time. And that's what I mean. I didn't see the rage. I didn't see him have this rage in him for it, this to be a thing. I don't know. It was just strange. It was just such a strange ending. I mean, it did have shit wiped across his face. So I guess it's that. Um, well, I think that would crack anyone. <laughs> that was kind of a big deal. I don't know. And then the mum rocks up and they get away. Yeah, everything's fine. I like that as well. That was satisfying for me. Mm. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. I was like, thank God. Just thank fuck. Get out. I like. I also liked that it wasn't the mum that came to save the day. The mum got there after shit had gone down at the right time for them to get away. Um, it was like the, the kids defended themselves. And I, it wasn't some, you know, Bullshit. ex machina yeah. shit going on. It was fucking the kids sorted it out. And, and then... Then they can go and break down with the mum, and and that yeah. was actually I, I really liked um, the way 
that was shot with them going out to the um to the fucking cop car as well you know the camera's just sort of dangling and it's just this really rough it's raining and you're just getting the flashes of lights and stuff it just it just really topped off all the horror that had just occurred it was kind of and then when they get into the car it's like this moment of silence and it's finally like you can take a breath it, it um it worked yeah i liked it a lot it was relieving that end bit um and the the sort of reveal at the very end with the with what actually happened was nice too with the mother i kind of like that yeah yeah, that's right. Because so the what happened with the mum and and her grandparents when she was nineteen, she slapped her mum. Is that right? The mum slapped her mum. She got into a fight. Yeah, she hit her mum, and then the dad hit her. That and was it. and the whole thing was that the 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 girl was going to do Becca was going to do this this doco. Yeah, because she wanted to make a cool doco, but she was also looking for what she was calling the elixir for her mum, which was the the forgiveness from yeah. her her parents, the mum's parents. And um, the funny thing was that these grandparents had reached out to her after, you know, all only those years, a, yeah, yeah, not too, not too long, and and the mum had been pushing them away and pushing them away, and the elixir was always there if she just if she wanted it. Yeah, what a bitch. Yeah, um. <laughs> yeah. but it was it was good. It was a nice little wrap up. So I liked it. Yeah, I um I liked the ending. I to be honest, I liked this movie. I liked it a lot. For someone who fucking hates horror films, it was pretty good. This is the sort of horror I like. This is the sort of horror I can watch. Because um, I had a fear this movie would be jump scare fueled. And I fucking hate that shit, man. I hate it so much. It's so fucking annoying. But this was. Well, I think, I think that's the, the difference between a, like a master horror filmmaker like or thriller um, filmmaker like M. Night Shyamalan, you know, at one point was the, the master of thriller. He, like, it's not just about jump scares and the jump scares that are there are warranted. Like yeah. to me, uh, the best sort of jump scare is when you know it's coming. Pretty like much. it's when you can hear it coming and you're just fucking waiting for it. Like, I don't like it when it's a friend scare. Like somebody comes up behind someone and is like, Hey, and fuck. And it's like, Oh, it's just yeah, a friend. It's so like, lame. Why would you not like as a person come up and say, Hey, I'm in the room with you. <laughs> you know, that's what people do. Like you don't just go up and touch somebody. That's what pisses me off. It's all, it's not natural. But when it is natural, like what M. Night does, I appreciate it. Yeah, me too. Um, do you want to give final wrap-ups? Let's. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was a good time um, in a way. I fucking hated it. I fucking hate horror films. Um, but at the same time, <laughs> I fucking hate them. I enjoyed this, but I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I don't want to do this. I don't like this experience. I don't like sitting there shitting myself. I don't like it. I don't like doing that. It's not fun, but if I have to fucking do it, then I guess I'll have to fucking somewhat enjoy it. But bottom line, it was a good film. Honestly, it was, it was well written and it was spooky as fuck and creepy as hell um, in sort of the way that I can appreciate. I really, I felt it was justified and everything that was kind of creepy was the sort of like creepy that kind of sticks with you. Jump scares don't stick with you. This sticks with you, this sort of shit, you know? And I like that a lot. I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Nice pretty high for a horror film for mr Connor mcduff that's it i'm impressed well done man well done well look i'm i'm the i'm the fan i'm the m night Shyamalan fan and um and the horror fan as well and the horror fan yeah so i'm i look forward to these films and you know the the horror films that we have reviewed have been pretty like yeah they're okay like unfriended had some cool ideas but overall it was just like a silly slasher film um and i've seen my fair share of those and i you know, there's a time and place, but 
they're not going to blow my mind like you know some like the sixth sense did when i seen it um like signs did when i seen it um even the village to a certain extent and that's why i've always enjoyed m night because he is just a step above the everyday horror filmmaker like he understands how to play with your fear and fucking just make a toy he toys with you throughout things and he 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 takes you on one direction and then just throws a fucking curveball like they're not really your grandparents and it is fucking brilliant and that's why i've always appreciated him and i've always stuck by him because i know he's got it in him and um like yeah there are a lot of things in this film that i don't like um i didn't like the the relationship between the the grandparents and the kids i don't like the idea that they can just wander around just so we can build the tension on that that pisses me off um i don't like how they let go of a lot of the tension um because when they do do the tension it's so fucking good that it's so it it's doubly disappointing Correct. when we just hit that reset button that annoys me a lot but other than that this is a welcome return to form for m night Shyamalan. this is the movie Actually, I won't say this is the movie I've been waiting for. I think his next movie will be the movie I'm waiting for because this is really good. The found footage thing works for a certain extent, but I still don't particularly like it. But this is M. Night back to what he does best and I'm happy to see it. I was I was actually scared at points. And like I said, those, those tense moments, the, the moment under the, the house, the moment in the bedroom with the grandma... Grandma just running around, even grandma just throwing up. And then after we start to worry about, uh, after we get like this feeling that there's something really wrong with her, anytime she's on screen, she is intimidating and terrifying, but she's really just like this little old lady. It's fucking brilliant. And that's a hat off to M. Night, and that's a hat off to the actress who played Nana. In the end, um, it's still not quite... like I, I don't think I could watch this over and over like I could watch a lot of M. Night's other films, um, like his earlier films. So it's... I, I think he's well on... He's on the, on the incline and I can't wait to see his next movie. This one, it's decent. I, I give it a three. Three! I'm higher than you for once. Ha, yes. ha, ha, eat shit. Fuck all of you. I'm fucking sick of watching horror films. I'm fucking had enough. You fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> well, we've at least got one more this this year. I want to see Crimson Peak when that comes out. Oh, I give it. That's a Del Toro film. I'm keen for that regardless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that'll, that'll be special. Fuck off yeah. though. I'm fucking sick of it. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not watching. I don't. I'm not paranormal. Like, the new paranormal activity just looks like shit. I don't want to see that. I think you might be. I think you might be lucky on that one. There's, I can't remember what's out. At the Whatever same it week, is, but I was looking it, it up. There's something. There's something else on out on that week. So this was different think, because this is a Shyamalan film, and you are crazy big fan. I couldn't take that yeah. away from you. I'm not watching. You tried to. You fucking tried to. You I made, said I didn't you want to watch to do it. A vote. <laughs> and then you fucking were like, "No, we're watching it," and I was like, "Whatever." But I'm not watching Paranormal Activity. I, I didn't say no. We're watching it. The listeners said no. No, I fucking it. had to get it to a vote. You were like, no, we're seeing it. And I was like, can we please just put it to a vote? And you're like, yes. <laughs> fucking well, I'm glad bullshit. we did see it. Um, and, I, and I think I'm glad that you did see it because you can see that it's not just always fucking, you know, stupid. Like horror has a place and some horror films are fucking brilliant. And like, I'm not saying this is brilliant, but it's, it's this is it was good. a brilliant horror filmmaker 
or thriller yeah. filmmaker, you know, doing what he does. And, and I'm glad you got to see a bit of M. Night because, like, he's so easy to hate these days. Um, and, like, I've always really enjoyed him. So, But next week, Conor McDuff, we have The Martian. Oh, cool. That'll be good. That'll be a good one. Yeah, what, do, what are your thoughts on that? I, I don't know. I don't I'm know where keen. I'm at. I'm not very keen because it just looks like bullshit, to be honest. It looks kind of cheesy in a way. But at the same time, it's also Ridley Scott. And Ridley Scott is so hit and miss because I fucking hated oh, Exodus. Right. Um, it's funny because I liked Exodus. I actually bought Exodus the other day. Oh, God. Why? Um, why? How? How do you like it? Two for 20 bucks. I got it and uh, Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> I can appreciate that one. I just which was which was brilliant. Uh, yeah. How do you like? But uh, no, whatever. Ridley Scott is fucking hitting this. Prometheus get fucked. Um, fucking hell, he's had made some rubbish films and some really really good ones. So it's kind of like it's hard to like know what to expect from him. Um, I am not really that keen for The Martian because it looks like it's trying to be Interstellar and it's. It I know it's not going to be. Nothing will be Interstellar. Yeah. That's like one uh, of my favorite movies of all time. I don't give a fuck what anyone yeah. says. It's so good. Oh, it is. Who says it's bad? They'll slap them. Oh, there's plenty um, of people are just like, they just grill it now and I just want them to fuck off. It's so fun. Fuck off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, we, yeah, we had a good time watching that one. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, The Martian, I, the trailer, I kind of laugh at every time I watch it because it is trying to be interstellar for one. And then all it is, is a trailer of people looking worried. That's it. That's it. <laughs> every single shot. Is somebody like looking, concerned. <gasps> looking up at the sky? Except Matt Damon, who doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and and he's just trying to be a smartass throughout it all. Mm. Um, but I did I did see another trailer um, before the visit actually, and it was it was slightly different. Um, it had the same sort of beginning to the trailer, but they they put like a I don't know like a Rolling Stones song or something over the top of it, and it actually brings the energy up a bit. Doesn't make it feel so like. I'd, for lack of a better word, like Interstellar-esque, because not saying that Interstellar is bad, but like it just gives it that sort of like, uh, like slower feeling to it, if that's the right thing. Like I don't know, it just it, to me the 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 Martian fucking trailer, the original one was a super downer trailer. It was like this looks like it's just a bunch of people like talking about going to save a person, and there's a guy growing some fucking plants on Mars. Yep, it's what it looks like. The new trailer actually shows a bit of action. It's got some upbeat music. And I was like, okay, now I'm slightly more interested. I'm not. But I don't know. Apparently, the book's really good. Reese, our friend Reese, is a fucking huge fan. He read the book and he loved it. Yep. Well, we'll find out what it's like when we watch it next week. We certainly will. Please like our Facebook page, you dickheads. And also, if you want to have a little chitty chat with us, let us know. Um, send us a message over Fish and Connor if you want to talk about a movie. Um, please do. And if you have any suggestions or recommendations as well, you can download our podcast on iTunes or you can listen to it on Podbean. I did your bit, so now you can do your bit, my bit, Fish. <laughs> I got to do it last week. Oh. It seems weird me telling myself. Fuck again. it! Play the music, Fish. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Fishing Connoisseur Movie. Fishing Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film The Visit, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track Possession is performed by Les Baxter. That part where she actually turns and the grandma is running at the fucking camera. 
Like even I was like shitting my pants at that part. That was fucking brilliant. Which bit? With the with the grandma running at the camera. There's a lot of that. Oh, in the in the, the attic. Un- in the in the, the what we're talking about. Oh fuck, sorry. I thought you were talking about something else. Oh. No. Um <laughs> yeah, like, what? 